Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Mavs Outsiders proudly bring to you Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs Corner, Marius Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese, the Mavs Outsiders. Here to recap. Why that sound like a, a, a Law & Order opening? These guys <laughs> Uh, it's actually a wrestling reference, but uh, here to recap. Um, another loss. Um, maybe one of us should just be like not available for every recap, so like this team can actually fucking win. Um, we lost to the backup dancers on New Orleans Pelicans tonight. Um, on the weekend show. Well, technically, it wasn't the weekend show because we did it on Monday. But on the main show, on the main episode that we dropped weekly, uh, we mentioned that Orlando Magic game could be a trap game. We didn't really think about this. one, And I tweeted it out before the game. And maybe I jinxed it. I'll take the blame for it. I said this game could be a trap game because we know the Mavericks always lose games. They should win. Um, I can also take responsibility because apparently in the show notes for the last episode, I put that we were off to a one and two start. Oh, so yeah, you predicted it. Yeah. I think in my brain. Nice job, Dr. Fate. In my brain, I said one, and, I was saying one and one start through two games, but my brain works faster than my fingers, boss. And um <laughs> That that yeah, I put one and two. So well, it reflected in real life as the Mavericks fall to one and two after uh, not a devastating loss, but a frustrating loss um, to the hands of of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, there were a few things. There was one main thing that I saw that I figured, okay, maybe we learned from Game One against the Phoenix Suns that Jason Kidd did not learn. Um, I think it's glaringly obvious what that is, which we'll get to. Um, shout out to the guys on the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, they were open. We left them fucking open. Um, they made their shots. Um, we let them get to the paint. They made their shots. Trey Murphy had a perfect night. Like, dude shot eight for eight and four for four from three. Like, uh, Christian Wood stepped up on the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, of course, stepped up. Spencer Dinwiddie stepped up, and it stops there. Um, I don't know what our three and D guys were out there doing because there wasn't much D and there wasn't much three. If I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, I'm literally not even looking at the box score. Uh, I think Reggie Bullock went, what, one for eight, one for nine? One for eight from the field, one for six from three. Yeah, so pretty spot on. I don't know what the fuck Dorian Finney-Smith went uh, where he shot. He took five total shots. He was 0 for 2 from 3, 2 for yeah. 5 from the field in his 34 minutes. Um, The frustrating thing about this game was just the lack of defense. The I don't know what 
I don't know what was going on. I, I don't know if these dudes didn't get any rest, if they were just chilling before this fucking game. I, the rotations were off. That was the frustrating thing throughout the game. The frustrating thing towards the end of the game was a different kind of rotations. But before we get to that, um, give me your thoughts on this game. How was, you know. So, uh, <sighs> awesome or awesome. I ain't, I ain't really checked. T. Oh, okay. Um, that was the other one that that uh, damn, what's the moment? I almost said the <laughs> almost said the word. I'm, I'm sleepy over here. Uh, the other Ishan had recommended. There we go. Um, right, gotcha. I was about to burn myself. I steeped it a little too long right now, and I think what had happened was the the Mavs they must have been out on the street last night. That's that's my what, what must have happened. They must have been at the strip club. They looked drunk on the court the entire night. Um, yeah. Like you said, the, the three and D's were not three in or D in, and it was it was hard to watch. Um, really, have they been three D in? They've been D in. They haven't been three. They in. ain't been three in. So it uh, this was where this was where tonight was where took a step. Josh Green was supposed to show up. And it was it was the same Josh Green. It was Josh Green we had at home. It was not the new and improved. Um, this was that. Um, uh, can we get McDonald's? Boy, you got McDonald's at home. So there was nobody to step up. I mean, Dimwitty, he's supposed to have a game like tonight from time to time. Luca, we know what Luca does. Wood, pretty much the same he's been doing in every game. And so then it was like, who's going to be that next guy to step up uh, offensively? And then defensively, that that was I, – I don't know if it was because the Pelicans guys were all young and we didn't have no scouting reports on them. That's, that's the only thing I could think because it just felt like we were not anticipating anything and we were reacting, but we were reacting late because those young bulls was getting out running and and – flying around we we barely were ever covering anybody it felt like maxi was the only one playing defense maxi was clamping up cj like that's that's where we were at like to the point where jason kidd made a conscious decision to put maxi on cj mccullum yeah because reggie couldn't handle it and it was highly effective reggie was getting cooked early by cj Reggie was getting cooked by everybody he was getting lost off ball i don't know what the hell happened with reggie Bullock tonight um okay so like you said uh Spencer stepped up Christian Wood stepped mm-hmm. up uh we don't have to mention Luca we didn't really get anything from Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock but uh the Pelicans got off to a lead early and to be honest it really didn't have much to do with their shooting it was the fact that the Mavericks were playing only defense and these dudes were just able to get whatever they wanted at the basket and early on uh, JaVale McGee got a nice block which the Pelicans bench thought it was a goaltend. I'm not sure. I tweeted something out along the lines of, man, I love having that rim protection. And from that tweet, um, everything just went downhill. Um, this dude was getting cooked. Like, okay, before we even get to his late reactions on offense, let's get to his late reactions. I'm sorry, what? Like a plate of gumbo. Sorry. 
Okay, was that your New Orleans accent? That was my attempt at a New Orleans accent. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gonna be offended hearing that. Oh my god! Please, please, I, I do apologize um, for anyone that was offended by that terrible accent. Oh man, um, he had some late reactions on defense, and to at some points just getting bodied by Jonas Valanciunas. Like I remember you mentioning. In one of the podcasts where you said, um, we probably would need JaVale. <laughs> we probably would need JaVale for a big body like Jonas. And if Jonas Valanciunas was moving JaVale McGee around like that three minutes into the game, brother, oh, it was, it was curtains because we it's no way we was putting Christian Wood or Dwight Powell down there. If JaVale McGee is going to have no ass, then we might as well play the other no ass centers on the court. That's all I'm saying. Like if Javale McGee's just gonna get bodied like that, then then I'd rather look at. I ain't saying that. Yeah, don't the please. If you out there getting moved around like you ain't got no cheeks in the paint, and got Jonas flexing on you, that's a problem for me. Your only the only thing you have on them uh, those other guys is that you're supposed to be a big with some ass. Come on, son, cheek up. We signed JaVale McGee to rim protect and be a lob threat. And I don't know what the fuck it is with these players on this team that only have to do two things, but none of those motherfuckers did it tonight. Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith wasn't D-ing or 3 JaVale McGee wasn't D-ing, and by God, this motherfucker was not catching lob, was not a lob threat. Like, was he on a lag? That's, was he lagging? I can tell that's what he is. But here's the sad part. We mentioned three guys played, right? Javal McGee was the fourth leading scorer. That's sad. Do with that what you will. You, you mean to tell me the motherfucker who Luca threw perfect lobs to about? I mean, he got a couple of them to go. But at uh, least three times, this dude jumped when the ball was at the hoop. But he did that on the block. Like he was standing there, arms down. The shot went up, and he was like, oh shit, block. But he got it. But like he I don't understand the lag in his reaction time. It's, it's I see fun. why he's in the shack in the full hall of fame. He definitely had a shack moment on one of those lobs, too. I think. I just I was it on one of the lobs where he ended up. Out of bounds. Yes. It might have been. Yeah, it had to be a lob. He just looked drunk (laughs) out there. Like, I don't, I don't. And he had a play early on where he got the ball coming up the court, went right past Jonas Valanciunas for a nice layup. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like to see stuff like that in transition. Obviously, I don't want to see that often, but the fact that you're able to do that helps. And then it's just like he had those two good plays and he was unplayable for the rest of the game. I believe he logged, what, 13 minutes this game? Sounds about right. Uh, what the hell is it? Oh, McGee is what I was looking for. 12 minutes and 16 seconds. 12 minutes and 16 seconds. Uh, he had eight points, like you said. He was the fourth fleet and score. Only two rebounds. I just... I, I... Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay, so um, should we get into this minutes thing? Is there? Sure, go ahead. I'm going to let you do it. I, I was going to mention Composo. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, so for some reason, people were talking about Faku Composo being the last spot on the bench and nobody needed to stress about it and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, right. Clearly had no understanding of our roster construction and the fact that we did need a third ball handler that was going to actually play minutes. We, 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 whoever was getting that spot was going to be on the court. So Faku coming in should not have been a surprise at all. Um, now he had some big, good moments. He had some bad moments. Yeah. Um, I liked when him and Josh were in, in, I believe the third quarter, whatever. There was a play where Josh anticipated on rotation, got there just a beat too late to get the steal, but he was on top of the guy. So the guy forced the next pass and Faku anticipated it got a steal like that. Um, that, I think that might be all I have for highlights. For, for like, <laughs> <laughs> After he that, nice, um, he hit a three. Was that the same the the pass he dished off to Dinwiddie? That Dinwiddie took straight to straight to the basket. Did you? He might. I like that one too. But then I like, I like the, he he had a nice corner three as well. Um, yeah, he did. He did. He had some goofy three attempts. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it is with me tweeting during the game and everything going downhill afterwards. But I tweeted the Faku minutes aren't terrible, and then they got terrible because, like, he just—I saw him shoot a goddamn ISO three, and I said, "All right, get this motherfucker off the court." Man. The ISO three was crazy. I don't know who he thought he was. I, I think he thought he was Iverson. That's that's what it looked like. Look, you looked good, and then you ruined it. And I'm gonna be honest; I don't have a long leash. With, what the fuck was he, that? He looked like he was making a fillet highlight video. <laughs> Between Hezzy Cross. <laughs> Boy, I don't know who your midget ass thought you was, brother, but that is not your game. That is not why you are here. The the the, the positives, <clears throat> I'll take the positives, but there were some negatives. But like I said, this the tweet still stands. Uh the Faku minutes were not terrible. He played 12 minutes and he didn't like completely take us out of a game. I believe he had a nice steal and uh they were hunting him. Oh, of course. Um, that, yeah, like you said, that was not surprising at all. Um, I'm going to do something real quick. Look, I, I don't really love this stat, but I'm using it because it's it, it fits my agendas. Who do you think had the, the positive plus minus tonight? Or who, if, if anyone. And I'll tell you how many players there are if you start guessing them. Christian Wood. Correct. Plus eight. Plus eight. Luca. Plus six. <laughs> um uh well actually Faku might have had some plus minutes because he broke um, even. Okay. Then Woody. Minus fifteen. He was the damn. Um, I, I can't think of anybody. It, okay. it can't be Maxi Cleaver. It could have been. I would have thought, but no. He was minus seven. He had the second worst. Okay. Is there anyone else? There's one more. Dorian Finney Smith. 
Josh Green. I was thinking Josh Green, but I went with Dorian. Finney. Josh Green was plus four. He's top ten in the NBA in net rating. People gonna say you pushing an agenda, man. <laughs> I'm just saying he top in the league in net rating. I'll, Come on, man. Come the on, man. Size start getting bigger. The numbers Come on, don't man. change. Hey, hey, hey. Tonight ain't the night for this. Tonight ain't the night for this. I already already talk shit about him. I got to give him the praise on the back end. Feel me? Uh, (laughs) The net rating. uh, Hey, give me 10 games of that net rating. I'm I'm pushing agendas. I'm just letting you know ahead of time here on the pod. I ain't going to put it on on the timeline yet. I saw somebody made a whole account a whole thread where they was calling out people for, for pointing out uh, statistical anomalies this early in the season. I'm going to give it 10 games, but so far that net rating looking kind of nice. All I'm saying, he ain't putting no points on the board, but he ain't letting no points get put on the board either. Phil, back to you. Okay. Um, that really went left. Um, uh, it's nice to have a guy. It must be nice because I wouldn't know to have a guy like CJ McCollum who realizes, man, my shooting is ass. Let me contribute in another way. Do we know what that's like? No, no, I didn't fucking think so. Um, I had an issue with Jason Kidd. And I'm I'm really tired of dragging it out, so I'm gonna address it. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in and place a step up, stepped up same game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. This week, kicking off the season, it's Mavs versus Suns. The Mavs whooped the Suns the last time. Both teams are going to be come out firing. That is a game that I love. And I'm going to put, I'm, I'm smashing Luka points. I'm smashing Christian Wood points. I'm smashing Devin Booker points. Like, that's a game where you can probably hit on a lot of different parlays. So that's definitely something I would personally be looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Christian Wood only played 29 fucking minutes. Again. Mm. Reggie Bullock played 35 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith played 34 minutes. I'm not going to talk about Dinwiddie and Doncic's minutes because they played well. Cool. Maxi Kleba 
played 27 minutes. Why is Christian Wood, who was clearly our second best player, every single game he's our second best player, he's able to create offense. The team is better when he's on the floor. Explain to me why they wait, or not they, he waits until the last minute to decide to bring Christian Wood into the game in the fourth quarter at the end of the game. I have another beef. Christian Wood has shown that he can not only create for himself, he can be efficient. He can score from the three off his own creation, but he's also shown he can get to the free throw line and he can be physical down low. So why was Maxi Kleber in the final play of the game as opposed to Christian Wood? He wasn't there to set a screen because they didn't set a fucking screen for Luca. All they did was have Luca come around, get some separation and then do a step back three from that same spot like everyone knew he would because that's our only play when it comes to getting the game winner every time you didn't draw up a play you didn't have your second best guy on the floor you didn't make them think oh man they got christian wood on the floor maybe they're not going for luca or maybe if we uh give too much attention to luca we have to keep an eye on christian wood as well none of that Just, hey, Luca, go out there and hit a step back three. And if you get it, cool. If not, fuck it. You went for the game winner. Cool, I get it. I'm not opposed to that. I would have liked overtime for personal reasons. I needed six more points from CJ McCollum. But, but, all in all, I just, I don't understand what it's going to take for Jason Kidd to realize that Christian Wood and Luca both need to be out there at the exact same fucking time to close these games, not with a minute and 30 seconds left or two minutes left in the game. That doesn't make sense. So Christian Wood got 29 minutes tonight. It's the most he's played 29 and a half. Um, (laughs) Earlier in Earlier in the evening, I tweeted at Jason Kidd that uh, my boy Simone Fontecchio or Fontecchio from uh, the Utah Jazz came in with four minutes left in the third and played the whole fourth quarter. Act ironically against the Pelicans, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was against the Rockets. I lied. Um, but Christian Wood didn't come into the game in the second half till four minutes left in the third quarter. I assume that. <laughs> Man, he was going to play the whole fourth. Nope, he came out. I think he came out with four minutes left in the fourth. And I didn't think back. he was going to play the whole fourth, but the way the minutes went, it, it was just. I if mean, you're gonna if you're gonna wait till four minutes left in the fourth, just play the whole fourth quarter. And I, if and when he when he came out, I thought it would be a quick, like get a quick breather after after this timeout and then go back in. But he legit didn't come back in until, like you said, like a minute and a half left. Then we don't have him on the court uh, for the late game situation, as you mentioned. Now, I wouldn't have replaced Maxi in that situation because he had actually hit a shot recently, unlike them other bricklayers. 
I'm, I'm not trusting Maxi to fucking hit shit when it counts. The Brick Bros. I, Maxi deserved to be on the break for defensive oh, purposes, man. if nothing else. But I would have taken defensive purposes. That was the last shot of the game. I would have taken the Clank Bros out. One of the Clank Bros out, <laughs> probably Bullock over over anybody else. It would have been Dinwiddie since he was actually scoring points. Luca since he was actually scoring points. Wood since he was actually scoring points. Maxi, since he was actually playing defense, and then that five motherfuckers. No, one no, that's four. Who did I say? Luca Dinwiddie. You, took, you said you was going to take Bullock out, so that means. Oh you yeah, DFS, DFS. I know that's what I was missing. So I would have left DFS in just off the strength, but Bullock's bitch ass did not need to be out there. He was accomplishing absolutely nothing. Nothing at all, except for cardio. Absolutely nothing was getting accomplished by Reginald Bullock. Okay. I, I, it, nothing, no, no hard feelings. Everybody has a bad night, but there was no purpose for Reggie Bullock to be out there. And that's at that four minute mark when I was saying that Wood needed to come back in, <clears throat> or at whatever time it was when I was saying Wood better be coming back in immediately. And it was not Wood that came back in at that time. But I don't know, kid, we're going to have to suffer through these first, as he said, five to ten games as he plays around with the rotations. I felt like down the stretch, Luca and Wood, maybe Wood isn't comfortable yet with taking over, if you will. Like, remember Spencer was on uh, Theo's pods and he wasn't sure he was supposed to shoot. I ain't listened to that shit. Certain, I, I think, I don't know if somebody posted a clip away. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but he said, like, when he first got to Dallas, he was like hesitating to uh, like, he didn't know if he should take a shot here or there. He was like, I don't know my role. I don't want to come in and feel like, cause he had just left Washington and they were already, they were calling him all kinds of shit. And he was like, I don't want to like burn bridges as soon as I get here. So I'm scared to take the shot. And he said, DFS like called him out. He said, I'm not running around there busting my ass on defense for you to not shoot. He's like, we couldn't stop you up in Brooklyn. What's going on? And so they gave him the green light and he started letting the thing fly. And that's I, I feel like Wood might be might have had one of those type of nights because down the stretch, he was a little bit more tentative than he had been in these other three games uh, with pulling the trigger down the stretch when he was in there. And it may, I, maybe Kid read that as fatigue and that's why he took him out. I was literally about to ask, like, between this game and the Suns game where he took Wood out in the fourth, at any point, did it look like dude was fatigued? Because no. he didn't look fatigued to me at all. No. he Like I said, it looked like he was maybe questioning whether or not he should take certain shots down the stretch <clears throat> based on trying to fit into a role, which I can I can respect and understand. It's technically a good sign when you could think about it, but it should have just been a conversation of, hey, if you got the shot, we trust you, take it. I mean, it's not like kid is out there running plays anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like they were freestyling. Yeah. But he had a couple opportunities where he maybe could he probably I mean, he he's taking contested shots all night, but he wasn't yeah. he wasn't really in the pool in a couple of those situations. He was looking for Luca, looking for Spencer, blah, blah, blah. And again, I don't know if kid read that as fatigue. I don't know if kid read that as him not being comfortable with the situation, but it, it, whatever it was, kid got him out of the game and. You know, the rest is history. Yeah, these first 10 games are going to be so frustrating. And it's like, 
I don't understand the whole wait until regular season to experiment with shit. I just they had a preseason. Exactly. That's literally what the preseason is for. I just I don't understand. I don't like it because you lose games like this that you should have won. You lose games like the Phoenix game that you should have won. You can make the argument right now we should be three and zero, but we're not. We're one and two. So uh, obviously, I'm not saying panic or I'm not like extremely upset. I'm just like, bro, some of these mistakes don't have to be made, especially by a head coach. But it is what it is. It's not all on him. Uh, the defense was awful today. Uh, like I said, our three and D guys weren't three and or D and. Uh, the Pelicans were hitting their shots. They executed. Uh, they took what the defense gave them, and we gave them a lot of shit. I'm not looking forward to CJ McCollum's podcast after this. I'm not looking forward to seeing Kevin Durant if they can't fucking do shit with Trey Murphy. I ain't worried about Kevin Durant on that level. Trey Murphy, like I said, I think it was the young legs and the not being on a scouting report that they they just didn't know what these boys was capable of. And that dude has been pl- that dude played very well last year. He went eight for eight. He could be on the goddamn scouting report. He went eight for eight. It's crazy. Um, but it wasn't just him. They had eight guys in double figures, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. So they they spread the ball around. They let the dollar circulate, and um, we just that was they just played good basketball, man. They they shared the ball. They moved, and they found all our weak spots. When Composa was in there, they were going at him, shooting over him. When Luca was off ball, they were looking to exploit those matchups. When they realized Dorian Finney-Smith and Bullock weren't paying attention for some reason half the time, they took advantage of that as well. Like every weakness that was there, they found it. And uh, that was on us. I feel like once we got back into the game, we relaxed a little bit. Like we assumed they just came out of the gates hot, but they weren't really there. They weren't really built to compete with us. And we assumed wrong. Uh, my biggest fear in this game, I tweeted it like halftime, was that we would have a close game down the stretch. And I, I, I'm i not trusting us to stop C.J. McCollum in that scenario. Uh, he had some moment. He took over in the middle of the fourth. And uh, Devontae Graham, who, again, another one of those guys that's clutch for no fucking reason. He can be 0 for 8, and he'll hit a couple clutch threes. He hit a couple. And that was that, man. They 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 just had enough firepower. They wanted it more than us. The crowd was into it. And um, our lack of continuity came came to play. Um, again, this first month, month and a half, two months really of the season is is the time for teams that have been together to capitalize and rack up the W's uh, in these types of situations, in particular against teams that are trying to figure out new new situations. And that's what I'm going to have to chalk it up to. Not even going to think about the fact that the Pelicans were missing three starters. Yeah, that's what frustrates me the most. But uh, I guess we'll just have to fucking wait this thing out. It's going to be a frustrating ride. Uh, But if it still continues to be frustrating after 10 games, like after the month of November, then uh, I'm going to have a lot of shit to say. For now, I'm going to take it in stride. I mean... It is what it is. I think we kind of already know what kind of coach Jason Kidd is at this point as far as the beginning of the season goes. So uh, we're going to have to deal with shit like this, unfortunately. Just hopefully it doesn't bite us in the ass too much to where we get off to a really bad start. 
I was going to give him till December, but he said 10 games. So I'm giving him 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, do you think Tim Hardaway would have made any kind of difference in this game? What am I talking about? We sucked at defense. Why would Tim Hardaway make a difference? Reggie Bullock looked like Tim Hardaway Jr. He was doing a Tim Hardaway Jr. on a bad night impression. That's, yeah. That's how bad he was tonight. Yeah. Like, again, I usually don't complain about Reggie Bullock because at least you're getting the defense. We didn't get that tonight. We didn't get that tonight. He was getting his ass beat early. You got to give us something to warrant your 30 minutes. 30 plus minutes. Uh, let me see how many minutes he played. 35. He played yeah. more minutes than Christian Wood. Yeah. Make it make sense. Spencer played more minutes than Luca. I don't know what that was about either. Yeah. I. Well, I do. It's the Faku being our third ball handler, not really knowing anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. And somebody has to be on the court when Luca's out. There was a lineup he put out there of Luca, Faku, and Josh Green on the court at the same time. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like what? What? Why would you even think that's a good idea? I understand you experimented, but let's not go too fucking far now. Uh, I think Maxie was in that group as well, and Who I think that's when I said that uh, Maxie and Wood were in that group. Maxie and Green were going to be pulling double time, trying to make up for the defensive losses of the or the defensive weaknesses of the other three. Well, uh, this loss sucked, but. So in the Brooklyn and we play them when Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I think Shad is already on his way up there. Our correspondent. Um, our correspondent. <laughs> uh, I think Dalton just posted. Uh, he, he's upset. He thought he was going to be getting out of there early if we blew him out, so he could hit the streets and get in that that, that New Orleans food, that Orleans food. Um. So we ruined we ruined Dalton's trip. That's all I'm saying. No, nah, they ruined Dalton's trip. We didn't ruin shit. <laughs> Okay, the, the Mavs ruined Dalton's trip. Absolutely. I'm not taking the blame for that. It's never cool. I wasn't out there hooping. Um, Nobody, I mean, neither was Reggie Bullock, but, you know. A, a lot of them dudes wasn't. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I have one more thing. Uh, this this awesome or whatever tea, it's not, it's not working for me. Um, now, the things... <laughs> The thing said to put some milk in it. So I'm going to do the milk. I'm going to go full British, governor. I'm going to put the milk in the tea. Have me a cuppa. And and we'll see what. So with that being said, we'll see y'all for the Thursday night recap um, against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Yeah, this dude, Bibbs is tired. And when Bibbs is tired, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Um, so I'm not going to drag this on any longer than it needs to be dragged on. We'll see y'all Thursday night. Peace. The Dragged On Podcast Network. What up? <laughs>